Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. Ryan, it's time for the Broncos Blitz. Woo! For Thursday, December the 22nd, 2016, Santa Claus making his final preparations for that trip around the world, and the Denver Broncos making their final preparations for a trip to Kansas City. They are asking for a playoff berth this year from Santa. They are. They're begging. They're hoping and pleading. We'll see. We'll see how good they were this year. But uh, 16% of the time, uh, that's the number, by the way, 16% uh, is the chance the Broncos have to make the playoffs mathematically. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Ryan Green, right over there. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jake Marsing. Yeah. Right here. Uh, Ryan, it's one of those days at Dove Valley. Thursday is always the longest day of the week. Uh-huh. Because we have, I think, six podium pressers that happen. Kubiak, uh, DeMarcus Ware, Vaughn Miller, uh, Wade. Wade, Joe D. So there's five. Rico? No, Rico was yesterday. Sometimes they've okay. done Rico on this, on today, but Rico was yesterday. Who's the sixth? Uh, DT usually oh, goes right. on Thursdays as well, and he did it in his locker room today. In, okay. his lock, in the locker room today. So we had six guys talk today uh, on the record. What'd you learn? Not a lot, honestly. I don't know that we learned quite a, a bit yesterday, actually, which is why that show was as long as it was, along with our great conversation with Will Parks. You can go back and listen to that at your 280sportsnetwork.com uh, or just my Twitter account. Just scroll through at Jake D. Marson. Shameless plug. I need followers, man. I'm kill. I'm trying. I, hear you. I don't know why the slog has been so long for me. I'm not even at a thousand Twitter followers. I should, probably shouldn't mention Join that. Join the club. I mean. We're getting there. I'm at 808. That's more than me. Is it? I'm going to hold that over your head. <laughs> no. Follow me on Twitter at Jake D. Marsing uh, for my patented hashtag hot takes. Mostly these days, Ryan, my hot takes are all about Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch. This is a conversation that I have had over and Man, over again. It gets people fired up. It does, and I guess I need to be more thorough, and we should probably open with this, because yesterday... Our pal, James Palmer, well, maybe not pal, but our uh, colleague. Media associate. Yeah, media associate, James Palmer, uh, with the NFL Network. James lives here in Denver, and so he, he doesn't technically cover the Broncos. He's one of the NFL Network's NFL insiders, so he kind of hops around from team to team. But he spends most of his time, yeah. I would say. He's like the Midwest. Yeah, branch. he's like he's like Houston. I've seen him in Kansas City, Kansas St. Louis. City, St. Louis. Or Denver, what? not anymore. Not St. Louis. Well, not St. Louis. He was in St. Louis last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's kind of this part of the country's uh, beat guy. Uh, he has mm-hmm. the Cardinals sometimes too. I think. Yes, yeah. Um, but he lives here in Denver, so he is here at the Broncos facility a ton. He has a reserve desk here. They let him work out of the media room. Let him come and go through the hallways as he pleases, which is very rare. Uh, but James yesterday goes on NFL Network as he is wont to do. And he says things like, oh, you know, the Bronco, the players really love Trevor Simeon. You know, he looks like, and I think Palmer kind of made a a little bit of a mistake in that his opinion may have bled over into his reporting, which is very different. I think it could have just even been misphrasing, really. Yeah, like reporting and and opinion are different. Most of what we do... At 5280SN, I would say, especially on this podcast... Is, is amazing. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, but that's... Most opinion. of it's opinion, yes, that, I would say. Um, sometimes sometimes I'll write straight news articles, but rarely do I do that. Usually, 
you know, if I want to just do a quotes piece or a game story, I'll do that. But usually it's opinion analysis. That's what we're looking for. Excuse me, why? Opinion analysis. That's what we're out here to do. And James is the same way. But, uh, unfortunately, James' opinion may have bled into his reporting yesterday as he talked during our TV hit. And he said that he. I, I let me pull up the quotes here exactly, Ryan. Right. Stall for me while I. Go I on. also think that uh, the label that he has in terms of where he works helps out with his. Yeah. Uh, legitimacy. We won't, I think. We won't get. Yeah. We won't do. You know, I'm not saying. Uh, no, I'm not. Say, I'm just saying, like, it wasn't just some like Broncos blog that said, "Oh, the Broncos were like." It was an NFL reporter. Yeah, you know? he's, so he's I think a that's why dude. people really were like, oh, "Oh, also James oh. Palmer, former Philly fanatic backup." That's true. <laughs> um, so let me just read the quotes. This is what James said on NFL Network yesterday. They've all told me because of the hits Trevor Simeon has taken because he's played through injury, they have gained uh, an immense amount of respect for their quarterback. Talking with people in the building, the thought process is that even though they picked Paxton Lynch in the first round, Trevor Simeon is in mind to be the guy moving forward for the next couple of seasons. Um, yeah, here and that and that that comment, and then the uh, massive amount of uh, traffic that the Wessling piece drew about that comment really. Um, really lit up my Twitter because I tweeted about it this morning when I saw this Palmer backtrack a little bit. Mike Cliss came out and kind of clarified yeah. a little bit. He was like, you're going to see kinda, some more backs the next year. Yeah, and you can kind of see what happened here. The Broncos trying to make sure that the right story is out there and the truth is out there. And the truth is, Ryan Green, that the Broncos don't really know no what knows. the answer is at quarterback. Um... But the, they like Paxton Lynch. They yeah. like Trevor Simeon. They right. like both of these guys. I I I like Trevor Simeon. I've said personally, I, I think he's a good dude, smart, pretty good arm talent. Uh, I don't think he's an NFL starting quarterback necessarily, long term. Um, at least a, at least a playmaking NFL starting quarterback. I think he's a serviceable serviceable backup, but a Trent Dilfer type where. If yeah. you have, if you have, I think he would succeed on the Cowboys. With, yeah, with the running game and he would all look, that stuff. he would look as good as Dak yeah, Prescott has. Absolutely. Um, I, I mean, so that, I get it. I get. So and I that, get. By the way, like, I should clarify that statement because the people yell at me. Oh yeah, because Dak. Yeah, because uh, I should clarify my statement. I don't think Dak is very good. Dang. Um, I think he's a product of that offensive line and having a running back like Ezekiel Elliott. I think Dak is a fourth rounder for a reason. Continue. You are not getting any ESPN jobs soon. No, I'm not. <laughs> Dak, yeah, the cow. Fuck, no, the fudging Cowboys. So I, I am with you. I understand why someone would like Trevor Simeon as a person, but I'm gonna say this: with what I've seen over Twitter and various Broncos, you know, comments on Facebook and and subreddits and all that stuff. Trevor Simeon is reaching some type of untouchable level for some fans where even a little negative thing about him and they are on your case. Like, how dare you? Have you seen his offensive line? He's got no running game. He's got no help. He's doing all the best that he can. He's great. He's going to be starting next year. And I mean, all right. I, I think your points are valid. 
But I, I don't understand where he's reaching this demigod level of untouchability amongst Broncos fans, where you can't even say, you know what, let's have an open competition. If Paxton Lynch is better next year, he should start. I, I, I think that's I think that's fair. And I think you're right when you say, I don't think anyone knows what the quarterback situation is going to be. You you can say, you can look at both things. You, you go, we have a first-round talent with incredible, uh, you know, attributes that would make him a great NFL quarterback that just isn't there yet. Does the offseason get him there? We don't know. We also have a quarterback that's was seventh round was a seventh round pick that has played hurt a lot, has played behind a bad offensive line with no running game, who is on the verge of missing the playoffs. So have we seen the best of him yet or is this what we're gonna get? We there's so many unknowns and there's there it's okay to not know, I think is the best point to make is if you don't if if someone thinks Paxton Lynch is better, let them think that because neither of you know yet. Neither of you know who's going to be starting next year, so it's okay to discuss why. But there's no need for like throwing people under the bus for not liking Trevor Simeon. Sorry, I had to go on my rant there. Von Miller uh, speaking as we speak right now. To okay, Denver media, we're missing that. Is he in a onesie? Uh, he is not in a onesie. Uh, I, I I felt comfortable coming in and recording a podcast because Von does not usually say all that much. Um, Ryan, I think you're right. They made the decision to start Trevor Simeon over Paxton Lynch, and we've come back over and over again to this question of a Broncos quarterbacking conundrum. And I'm not talking about these next two games. Trevor Simeon will start these next two games for the Broncos. You ride the guy who brought you here. Uh I'm talking about long-term. Draft picks, I I want people to understand something. People tell me all the time that draft picks don't matter. That your pedigree doesn't matter. <laughs> right? That once you come into the league, it's all equal. You're all... That's not true. It's not. Guys who were drafted in the first round have more opportunities than guys that were taken in the seventh round or were undrafted. That's just the fact of the NFL because Absolutely. most of the time, those guys have more talent than the guys who were taken in the seventh round or undrafted. Now, sometimes we miss as guys who, co- who cover the draft and follow the draft. I am a I don't know if you know about this. I don't know if you know this about me, Ryan, but I'm. I like to think of myself as a little bit of a draft nick. Okay. Um. So I evaluated Paxton Lynch as a uh, A plus physical talent with that would take time to adjust to the NFL. I did not, however, and I have never recommended if you're a quarterback needy team like the Broncos are. And we're at the beginning of the season. I have never recommended if you draft a quarterback in the first round sitting him, ever. It doesn't make sense to me. Because if you're going you're gonna to learn better through trial by fire than you are uh, sitting on the bench. John Elway is on record for saying that exact thing. Yep. You learn better when you play. Like John Elway, the very first snap he ever tried to take, he took it from under the guard, not the center. Yeah, uh, like, uh, like, we need to talk about that too because... I think quarterbacks now are held to every rookie quarterback. It's an impossible such standard. A high standard, because especially the NFL, first round. The NFL has become a massive win now league. Win now, exactly. And if and coaches are constantly told that if you don't win this season, you're going to you're not going to be able to continue. My thought was, and my hope was, that the Broncos coaching staff and front office had enough job security that they would feel comfortable in starting their rookie. 
and that they would play him throughout the season, and it didn't happen, or at least at some point in the first six weeks of the season mm-hmm. that he would start. I thought Atlanta would be the place where he came in and played at the latest. It did not happen. Right. Uh, it didn't happen for a multitude of reasons. Uh, Paxton Lynch has to do with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. His, you know, the questions that some people have about him are are fair. But my opinion has always been and will always be that he will not get any smarter, he will not get any better sitting on the bench, especially a guy like him who will not necessarily take study habits uh, as his top priority. Right. I think I think it's it's wrong to so yeah, I think I I agree with you in saying that it's it's far too reactionary at the moment uh to say uh you know, Paxton lost his first start. Up, oh, he's out. He's not winning immediately. Get him get him out of here. It, I think that's just unfair, and I think you're right. I, I don't. I don't remember anyone, and not just you, but any person following the draft said, "You know what, Paxton Lynch is ready right now. Get him in there immediately." No one. No one said that. But at the same time, you make a fantastic point in saying, "Why don't you want to find out what your investment is worth?" Yeah. You know, you can't be afraid to, that he might be a bust. If he's a bust, he's a bust. You didn't wait four years to find out. You found out he was a bust, and you moved on. You know, I think that's the, the, the thing that you're getting to is like, all right, he might be a bust. He might not be. The only way we're going to find out is game film. You know, you can practice as much as you want, but until everyone is going full speed coming at you, it's just different. And it takes some getting used to. And it's just, I don't know. Again, I just think it's too early on everyone's part to either say Paxton Lynch is the guy, Trevor Simeon's the guy. It's just too early. We don't know. Let's talk about what I've seen out of Paxton Lynch because I I need to clarify my opinion a little bit more and then we'll get to the news and notes of the day and then we'll get out of here Uh, on tape let's start from the back and move to the first time we saw him so let's start against Jacksonville I saw a quarterback who was being hemmed in and roped in by his coaching staff he was essentially told to run a certain kind of system um, a certain kind of offense, and he did not. Good God, I'm sorry. He was being told to run a certain kind of system, a certain kind of offense, a conservative offense where they oh, they shit. they were telling him not to turn the football over. That if you don't turn the ball over, we will win this game. And they turned out to be right. They did not think much of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right against the Atlanta Falcons. What did I see? I see a quarterback who, all of a sudden, had to change his study habits five weeks into his NFL career, or nine weeks, including the preseason, maybe like two months into his NFL career, if you include camp. So two months into his NFL career, uh, had to change his study habits entirely Mm -hmm. to come up with a spot start, a guy who I readily admit is maybe not the brightest bulb in the box, uh, and he struggled mightily in that game. Or did he? Because the statistics tell me that he was actually pretty okay. Threw a touchdown, had one pick, but it was a kind of a heave, if you remember that, that yeah, game. It was, kind of, it was basically a punt, but it was from the end zone on first down, which was a little bit strange. But um, that's a coaching call as well. Paxton Lynch isn't going to decide to make that decision on his own. Then we go to Tampa. And what do I see in the second half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I see a quarterback who is in command of what he's doing, who is uh, very very much a part uh, very feeling the flow of the game mm-hmm. working with his offense commanding the huddle 
moving the ball, running out of the pocket, showing mobility, making plays. That's the thing that I've never seen with Trevor Simeon. I can count on one hand the number of times I've seen Trevor Simeon make a splash play. Yeah, a, spl- a play where I go, whoa! Yeah, everyone's going to point to the, the Chiefs game. Yeah, that's one of them. That's um, one. That The reverse field... But like you said, it's one in a lot. Yeah, I, I can't think of more than more than a couple. I, I If I went back and looked, I could. I saw at least three splash plays from Paxton Lynch in that uh, Tampa Bay game. That's the best half of quarterback play the Broncos have got all season, the half that Paxton Lynch played. Ooh! Um... Those are fighting words, bro. I, I maintain that, like, because what I, I look disagree. for, what I look for in quarterback play is not somebody who's going to move the ball between the twenties, somebody who's going to keep it safe, somebody who's going to miss wide open receivers in the back, uh, beyond ten yards, and go to his check down on every play. Somebody who is near the top of the league in terms of getting, uh, in terms of, excuse me, near the bottom of the league in terms of yards per pass attempt when he's blitzed. He's third in the league in terms of passes in five yards or less. So what that means is when he's getting blitzed, he's vomiting the ball out of his hands to his check down yes. as soon as he possibly can, which is not a sign of someone who's great. Who's a great quarterback. Wade Phillips has said it himself, the best quarterbacks are quarterbacks who play well against the blitz. It is a disaster that the Broncos have on their hands because they've decided to not only uh, start Trevor Simeon, but to neglect their first round draft pick. But we've gone over this and over this and over this. Right. No, I agree, and I think it's one hundred percent the Broncos' fault for doing this to themselves, for creating this conundrum. So when you get stories about a quarterback controversy, uh, you did it to yourself. What did you think was going to happen? You draft a dude in the first round, and then you go with a seventh round guy after Peyton Manning leaves. Like it's you, you're asking for it. And you have a team talented enough to make that seventh-round draft pick look serviceable for most of the year, and now you've got fans on his side saying, no, give him another shot, and you've, you've dug yourself a hole. Um, so it's just going to be interesting. I know they really don't care about what the fans think, and they're going to do whatever they want to do, and that's why I think Paxton Lynch is probably going to get the start next year. But uh, the fact is is that you, this is what the media is going to talk about. This is what the fans on Twitter are going to talk about the most. And so, yeah, they did this to themselves. I think you're absolutely right. Um, let's go over the news and notes of the day here real quick. Cool. Not a lot to, to really go over. The Broncos just working towards a game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Brandon Marshall will not play in this game. Um, I, I They haven't officially said that, but he, he will not play in this game. Um, T.J. Ward still in the concussion protocol. They may have to call up a tight end because of the Derby and Green situation. And all of a sudden, we shot the game preview video a little bit ago, which you'll be able to see on Friday at 5280sportsnetwork.com and the YouTube channel as well. Uh, Ryan, this team's going to lose this game. Um, and they're going to lose it by uh, double digits, Dang. maybe. I can't disagree. Are you going to be here tomorrow? I, I will, yeah. Okay, I'll be here tomorrow. So we'll, we'll preview it all the way tomorrow. But mm-hmm. what's just generally, based on everything you're seeing and hearing, how are you feeling? Uh, I, I think I think all the hope that uh, anyone would have left in this team is that last year was pretty magical. <laughs> yeah, know? last year like, was fun. Like we've seen, against all odds, actually go in the Broncos' favor. But that doesn't mean it's going to happen every year. And also, there's no shame in having... So look at the Cardinals. Look at the Panthers. That could be the Broncos right now. So to to be, even have a 16% chance at the playoffs a year mm-hmm. after 
you lose your quarterback after winning a Super Bowl. You've had a historic defense. I wouldn't say this is a terrible year. I think if a down year for your organization is 500 at worst, yeah, I'll take that every freaking year instead of you know falling into where Cleveland goes. I mean, look what happened to the Raiders the last time they lost a Super Bowl. It took 14 years before they saw another winning season. So I think while, yes, I mean, playoffs are, are great, I just, you know, I don't think the Broncos are going to win on Sunday, and I'm okay with that. I think that's just it's just not their year. I five straight years it was going to happen where they'd not where they weren't going to win the division and get the first seed, you know. Um so yeah, I I I don't think they're going to win and and I said it in the preview for the game. I I'm not terribly emotionally invested in this game. And normally I would be. Normally I'd be pumped Sunday night in Kansas City with playoff implications on the line for both teams. And I'm just kind of like, I don't see them winning. It's going to be cold. I got Christmas that day. Whatever. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being a pessimist. I don't think you're being a pessimist. I think you're you're generally on the right track here. The Broncos are not going to be in great shape mm-hmm. for this game. And for the offseason, they're not in great shape. Because we've talked about it. No matter what you think the quarterback situation. We've talked, Ryan, about what the other issues with the offensive oh it's an uphill battle offensive offensive issues are and i think everybody would fundamentally agree and i agree too trevor simian is not the fundamental flaw with the Broncos. right yes the fundamental flaw is their offensive line Mm -hmm. but trevor simian a better quarterback play would cover up for the issues of the offensive line we saw that in the manning era yes Uh, and in the roethlisberger yeah, and basically every great quarterback. Aaron Rodgers era, yeah. I don't care how John terrible your offensive line is. <laughs> yeah. If you're a great quarterback, you're going to be able to outplay that. Um, and vice versa, too. Bad quarterbacks can be covered up by all great offensive line play. I think we're seeing that in Dallas. Hashtag hot take. <laughs> um, but I think, generally, the Broncos are going to face, it, like you said, a massive uphill battle. Mm-hmm. Not just this season, but next season in terms of rebuilding their offensive line. Because the crop that you have, I've started to dive in. I've heard it's terrible. It is, Ryan, the worst draft class that I have evaluated in my, what is it now? This will be my 2011 was my first class Uh that I did a breakdown of. So 20, and the first class I really broke down was 2012. So this will be my fifth draft class, Ryan. This is the worst that I've seen of that group, and people who've been doing it much longer than I have generally agree that this is a bad draft class, not just for offensive linemen, but for offensive talent in general. There may be, and talent, period. Jabril mm-hmm. Peppers is maybe, you know, there's some other guys. That, yeah, they're um, guys like, yeah, Garrett. Garrett's a pretty good player. Um, it's bad for quarterbacks, too. So anybody yeah. who thinks the Broncos are going to draft right. another quarterback, this is the worst quarterback draft I've seen in... Probably since the Geno Smith draft with Geno Smith and EJ Manuel. Bortles? Remember that? Was that Bortles? No, that, that year? Bortles was 2013. He was okay. with. That was actually a pretty good class. That was Teddy. Oh, that's and right. Bortles. That's right, that's right. I liked. I still like. Oh Bortles. yeah, EJ Manuel was the first quarterback. Yeah, was, yeah uh, EJ Manuel was a first round draft pick. By the way, you want to see what happens, uh, Broncos fans, when you let your first round your your coach dictate to your first round draft pick? You get EJ Manuel, who I think is who never got an opportunity to play. He started several games with mm-hmm. the Bills. He threw a couple of interceptions. Even though he had a positive touchdown to INT ratio, he got yanked because Doug Marone didn't like him. And then he just never plays again yeah. in Buffalo. And he's going to be a free agent this year, and he's going to be gone. 
That's kind of interesting to me. EJ Broncos Manuel. get him. EJ Manuel with the Broncos. Fans would not love that, but I, I would kind of dig it. I like EJ Manuel. Um, I, I like Geno Smith too, but I, Cecil Lammy tells me all the you time you like bad hole, dude. you like bad quarterbacks. Um, I, I don't like bad quarterbacks. I like I my my point here, Ryan Green, is that the Broncos are in trouble in terms of trying to fix this this off season. Right. Because not only is the draft class bad for offensive linemen, the free agent class is maybe worse. Good? Matt Khalil, Thomas Gaff, uh, not Thomas Gafford. Um, yeah, Matt Khalil's probably your big free agent target. It's like a it's like a group of seventy five year old men, basically, is what <laughs> they've got in front of them for offensive linemen. Right. So you're going to probably have to hold on to Ty. You're going to probably have to hold on to Schofield. You're going to probably have to hold on. Like you're making trades, like what? I don't know, man. That's a uh, it's, uh, well. I mean, everyone will immediately say Joe Thomas. If they do that, anyone who's who like Joe thinks Thomas that we're going to get an offensive lineman. Joe Thomas is 107 years old. I don't. He's, he's not. He's on the downhill. He's, he's in his early 30s. He's on the downhill. He'd be coming here for a second act. It wouldn't. It would be a disastrous move to trade for Joe Thomas. Yeah, and I mean, look how good the Browns are with a good left tackle. Yeah. So yeah, it's a, it's a mess. It's a mess. I'm tired. Vaughn's done. I want to get. Right. I want to get home. Let's get home. Let's get. Let's. You want to drive me home? <laughs> want to drive me to Longmont tonight? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you'll have to find a way to get your car tomorrow. But yeah. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. Uh, Ryan Green, where can they find you? On Twitter. On Twitter, R Green fifty two eighty. I don't have as many hot <laughs> takes as Jake, but I'm not. I'm pretty clever. I would say he's a better follow than I am for sure. <laughs> Uh, I'm a hashtag hot take proprietor. It says it on my Twitter bio. Yeah. So, uh, also says, oh, I used to say former Target employee. I changed it. I am a former <laughs> Target true? employee. Yeah. I'm a former Papa Murphy's employee. Papa Murphy's? Yeah. Take, take and bake? Yeah. I got fired for making YouTube videos there. What were you I knew it was my YouTube? calling. What were you making YouTube videos? I'll have videos to send it to you. It wasn't, it wasn't anything. I made fun Were of you making dirty YouTube videos in the I, back of a Papa Murphy's? No, I just, we had, it was, I, I just made fun what of What were boss. you doing with the sausage, right? <laughs> it's more and than we'll ranch dressing, it. okay. Uh, ah, yeah, now I got too much. Okay. Oh, all that right. was the line. Right. Now you found you, the line, okay. Now you took it past the line. <laughs> all right. Uh, Ryan Green, follow him on Twitter, as he said, at rgreen5280. Follow us on Twitter at 5280sportsnet. Lots of good stuff going on. Uh, Sean and Nate off for the rest of the year from the radio show. Yeah, damn. Um, because they're, I don't know, lazy, I guess. Whoa, because they've earned it. They've earned it. Okay. Yeah, they have. They've <laughs> earned it. They have earned their uh, much-deserved rest, so don't listen to them. Listen next week, though, because our pal James Gomez is going to be filling in. Woo! Over on uh, AM 1340 FM 94.7, correct? You're there every day. You should know these things. I'm just video guy. I don't know. And FM 94.7, I'll, I'll go with. He'll correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, FM 94.7, I know it's AM 1340 because that's where I listen to it. Uh, but, you know, if you want to check out AM 950 as well, uh, the Vic Lombardi Show, I'll have to do sports okay, well, Make sure to cut this in post. Uh, <laughs> Coffee break with Jake at 845. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, we'll have we'll have good stuff planned through the rest of the week. Ryan, I know you will be here tomorrow because yeah. I just asked you. I will be here tomorrow. We will uh, we'll wrap this week up. Prep we'll do some the, things. We'll, we'll do our Chiefs preview podcast. And, uh, yeah, this has been kind of a mess. but uh, It's the Broncos podcast. Very fitting. Yeah. It's all right. Um, hey, what was I going to say? Goodbye. Goodbye. We'll leave it there. For Jake Marsing. Uh, yeah, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm a mess today. Uh, all of a sudden, too, it hit me. All right. Three, two. 
But for now and for everybody at 5280 Sports Network, he's Ryan Green. He's Jake Marsing. This is 5280 SN.